0: Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL, most valuable listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.
1: And I turned around to him and I was just like, "Oh, so I'm okay for the job when you're on vacation, but I'm not okay to just run it full time. But we laugh about it today. Um, and we're still great friends. And and um, he says, you know, you did the right thing by standing up.
0: My name is Espri Devorah. All sorts of different females in tech who have thrived. I want to share their stories with you so that you can know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. Enjoy. This episode is
2: powered by the Swiss Entrepreneurship Program. We are helping enhancing the startup ecosystems in six different countries, four of which are based in the Balkans. And you get to meet really amazing people here. And not just that you share your know-how, you also get to learn a lot from these people here. My name is Nina Nikolic, and I am the Manager of Entrepreneurs in Residence and Ecosystem Facilitator for the Swiss Entrepreneurship Program here in Macedonia.
0: Thank you so much for powering the Women in Tech podcast podcast. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast. We are in Malta. Now Malta is an island and there are a ton of different areas in Malta. Right now we are in St. Julian. Am I saying it right? St. Julian's. Yeah, at St. Julian's and there's all these different places. Malta is becoming known as the crypto capital of the world. It's kind of crazy. I want to get into it a lot more. This particular interview, we are featuring Carla. Hello. <laughs> Hi, good morning. <laughs> so go ahead,
1: Carla, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what, what you do. Um, I'm a local entrepreneur, um, Australian born, uh, but Maltese bred, I would say. Um, actually from the sister island of Malta, Gozo. So across the sea, 20 I minutes. I love Gozo. It's a gorgeous place. Um, quite interesting place to grow up. And uh Um, when you come from one big island like Australia and you land yourself in a tiny island like Gozo, you, um, kind of start to crave connection with the world. So that's how I became a tech kind of geek slash nerd.
0: (laughs) I'm surprised you would find
1: tech on Gozo. There's not, well, that's. Well, that's the way it was more, it was more about me finding my way out of a small island. So we were one of the first families to have internet. Um, this is quite a long time ago. <laughs> um, but we were one of the first families to have internet. And, um, I was always begging my mom to be able to go down to the internet cafe before we got internet to use, um, use, you know, back in the day of Excite and Yahoo, um, to connect and make sure that I could, you know, connect to the rest of the world, email my friends back in Australia, and it kind of just all started from there. And then I discovered eBay, and that was it.
0: (laughs) What happened on eBay? eBay was one of my first early introductions into professional... Internet business, okay.
1: No, for me it was more like shit. I can find stuff that I actually can't find, and because there was no mall when I when I moved to Gozo, there was no mall. There was nothing that I was used to, you know. So it was just like it was kind of like my 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 window into the world that I knew. So I was just like buying stuff on on eBay with my mom's credit card. And she's like, what are you doing? I was like, because I can buy stuff. (laughs) (laughs) But they don't have this brand here. But I can see it on the English TV that we have on cable. And I can find it on the internet. So it was very much about it was very much about being able to connect with what I knew existed outside the boundaries of our island and it just kind of all flourished from there really it just school and then um, I decided very early I wanted to be graphic designer and those courses didn't exist and then I did my, my first two degrees here in Malta and after that I was just like, yes, I have to pursue a master's in, in, uh, in something digital. Right. Um, so I did my first master's in, um, via correspondence completely online, actually, through the University of Canberra in Australia. Um, and um, after that, I was uh, yeah, pretty much just jumping headfirst into any tech company that was on the island. Um, so I was working for a Scandin- on Gozo. No, in Malta oh, okay, okay. by this time. So university on the, the university is only in Malta, like the the big campus. Now we actually have a sub campus right. in Gozo. But um, back in my day, we, we would have to leave home. Like I left home at seventeen. I was I was working um, I was working part time studying, um, and uh, after my after my degree, I was actually a teacher. After my first first batch of degrees. And then um, I, I just couldn't could not not be digital. Like, I wanted to be doing something online. And I hadn't really defined what. Like, the graphic design thing kind of, yeah, I love to be creative, but I didn't, I felt like it was just a small part of the picture. Um, so, yeah. So, then I, I did my, my master's in internet communication, as I mentioned. And um, I just signed up. Like, I registered for this job with this random Scandinavian company. And uh, I got a job and... That was great. That was the start of the my my knowledge in affiliation and uh, e commerce. Um, and then, in in Malta, everybody gets bitten by the gambling bug. I think um, it, it's a large uh, attribution to the local ecosystem for lots of people in in tech and finance. Right. Um, and um, I went to a startup. Uh, for a lottery in scratch, which is an epic disaster, um, so didn't spend too much time there, but that was cool. And then I was just like, no, I'm just, I'm sick of working for people, so I'm going to do my own stuff. So, I ran a coupon affiliate site um, for quite a few, quite a few years with a French uh, partner that I'd, I'd hooked up with, um, and yeah, we ran a, we ran a coupon site, we ran a software. Affiliate sales site, a lingerie site, a health and fitness site. So we was living pretty much the affiliate dream um, for for a number of years, and then I decided, you know what, this is kind of getting boring. <laughs> Um, let's. Uh, I like how you're like making money is getting bored. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm bored now. I've done that. Um, at the time, I was fortunately uh, the CEO of uh, one of the larger gaming companies reached out to me. Um, and he was looking for somebody who was familiar with digital and user experience and design and so on. Um so I said why not I'll go have a chat with him. <laughs> I walked out 20 minutes later with a job. <laughs> Packed up all my all my well didn't pack up my affiliate stuff cuz that kind of stuff like if it's done properly it can yeah. run in the background with a little bit of maintenance. So I was doing that in the background but my, my, my career started to focus very much on my executive position within that company and uh, they, they really honed me and and helped me grow From I'd say from a corporate perspective as well like yeah. sometimes as entrepreneurs when we work in, in young when you're young and you're working as an entrepreneur it's, it's a wonderful experience because you have all this you know creative energy but it's really nice to see that structured and this happened to be a listed company so right. there was kind of like a little bit more protocol that had to be followed which was super engaging and it was a great learn curve for me so i did three years there and in the three years there i became the first maltese because i i I consider myself a a Malteser, um uh, first maltese uh, managing director within the within the company um and then i got bored
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's a pattern as soon as as soon as you reach the top you're like and next
1: (laughs) yeah i was supposed to uh, i had plans to leave the island and go to australia but um I didn't eventually. I uh, decided to stay on the island. I moved um, and I moved into a CEO role um, for a Scandinavian owned uh, VC family office here on the island. Um, nice portfolio of 24 companies. Uh, a few of the companies were actually gambling companies here in, on the island, a couple of them were fintech companies based in Sweden and in Spain. Lots of traveling, lots of traveling, um, lots of learning with that company as well. I did two years there and was just like, okay, now it's time to do something new. This blockchain thing. What is yeah. this blockchain thing? Yeah. Um, I started reading, 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 reading and just fell completely into the wormhole or lots of people call it a rabbit hole. I'm still swimming <laughs> around there. So it's for me, it's a wormhole at the moment. Um, and I was like, great. What am I going to do? I'm going to start my own startup. Yeah. Um, epic, epic, epic fail. Um, from my end, because I didn't know enough of what I was getting into. So technically I'm, I'm, I'm the type of person who needs to know what I'm doing from end to end. I, even as a, even as a managing director, as a CEO, I always like to be in the nuts and bolts of the business and that could be considered a strength and also a weakness. Right. Um, but I just felt that there were points where when we were building, we were ready to deploy, where well, we were ready to deploy the development team. We had our, we had scoped out the MVP and I kind of just turned around and said, well, why are we using this technology and not that technology? Right. And I couldn't really challenge my CTO. And I thought, no, this is not good because we're a three man team and I can't challenge the people in my team right. and have intellectual discussions. This is not healthy. So I was just like, "No." we're stopping. Um, and and this was pretty like a pretty bold move. I mean, I, I was very upset and very like emotional about it. In fact, like my father said to me, I've not seen you this upset since your first breakup with the first boyfriend. <laughs> I was like, yeah, because this is something I'm really passionate about. I yeah. mean, I've just left a CEO role at a venture capital firm to pursue a startup. You know, this is just like, you know, grassroots kind of of everything it's um and yeah it just it just didn't it just didn't feel that that we were i was not in the right space um and yeah so i i stopped and even we had like capital already raised as well like ready to go so i'd already managed to raise like three mil um, so I had to go to my investors and I was just like, okay, so you know that idea I pitched to <laughs> you, we're not doing it. Um, and, uh, he, they were just like, okay, but this is a strong, this is a bold move. You don't need to be so sad, but I was so epically sad and, um, I was so sad that some days I couldn't get out of bed. Um, and this was earlier this year in March, it was a real tough time. Um, and, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Emmon from the Malta blockchain summit, um, he, he knew he knew about my startup. He knew about my ideas. He knew that I, I told him I was decide to stop it. And he's like, "So what are you gonna do now?" I was like, "To be honest with you, I do not want to see anyone. I do not want to speak to anyone. I just want to sit alone and think. Think about what what I'm doing, what the yeah. next step is. I just need some some mind space, you know." And he's like, no, 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 no. Do not sit at home like five days a week. You're too hyper to sit at home. Come into the multi blockchain office um, and help us think a little bit more creatively about what the multi blockchain summit's going to be. Um, so, yeah, so that was like my introduction to the conference space. And um, whilst I was doing that, I decided, you know what, the best way to pursue and be like, for me, I need to be structured. So I decided. You know, I can self-learn stuff about blockchain, which I was already doing, but I was like, "Yeah, it's time for another master's." <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I, I signed up to the uh, University of Nicosia's uh, Digital Currency uh, Master's in Science. Um, I'm in my second semester now. I have exams in a couple of weeks, which I have Man, discovered. You've
0: taken so many different
1: paths. Yeah,
0: it like you have this whole arsenal um, to be able to succeed with. Yeah, most days. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But you know, I think, I think it's like also being very driven and being able to, to understand that you can be a managing director or a CEO of a company. It's like some of the experiences that I've been going through in the last, in the last 12 months has been very much as like, do I want to be a CEO? Like I would much prefer to probably be in a product position right now in a company than be a CEO because I feel like there's so much personal growth and development and so much I could share with the, A nimble team um that it's not it's not about titles anymore and it took this whole experience for me to kind of realize that for myself so it's good to
0: know where you feel best yeah what's a huge obstacle that you've successfully overcome and how
1: did you overcome it
0: Hmm. in your
1: in your career speaking up (laughs) that's a good one speaking up i think that um i think that the the best example would probably be the position of the managing director back at the gambling company um where my 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 manager had um taken a he'd gone to the world cup and then for christmas he decided to take leave and he's like look so you run the brand you do your thing you know what you're doing i trust you and then He came back in the new year and there was another brand and he decided that he was going to, well, he'd been advised or told by the CEO that he was going to take over the two brands. And I turned around to him and I was just like, oh, so I'm okay for the job when you're on vacation, but I'm not okay to just run it full time. I was like, why are you going to split yourself in two places and not give me the opportunity? And I pissed him off so much. But we laugh about it today um, and we're still great friends. And and um, he says, you know, you did the right thing by standing up. And he's like, I should have just been more assertive in supporting you and realizing that, you know, that was your next progressional step. But that's I think that's that would be the key one there.
0: Where can people connect with you online? Are you on Twitter or yeah. where's the best place for or? Yeah,
1: Twitter, LinkedIn. LinkedIn.
0: Yeah. Can you spell your name for everybody so they can yeah. find you on LinkedIn? So it's
1: Carla, C-A-R-L-A. Marie, M-A-R-E-E, not I-E, and uh, Vella, V-E-L-L-A I nearly said Valletta
0: (laughs) (laughs) Valletta Well, you tell them. It's the
1: capital city of Malta (laughs) Because, like, lots of people, I'm just like I'm Crypto Carla now, it's just like, you know Crypto Carla Malta (laughs) Like, everybody kind of knows me as, like miss blockchain on the island so it's kind of cool. And for everyone
0: who hasn't adopted uh the crypto mentality yet around the world um people who are skeptical
1: what can you inform us about the world of crypto? I think I think that the the beauty of crypto and blockchain or I would say more so blockchain is what got my heart. Um it's the technology, the underlying technology and what it enables that right really hones in and I think that if If people take more time to focus less on the mass media hype about prices and fluctuation and volatility and the price of Bitcoin and then Ethereum and then forks and all this maniac, like maniac kind of reviews on on the mass media and really try to hone in and understand the background of where where the white paper was coming from, where Satoshi's white paper was coming from, what it does to individuals from a banking pr- perspective um, and how it really enables us as humans to be truly more decentralized, truly in control of what we're, our planet, our our, our ability to exist and coexist. I just, for me, it's just like, I don't know. I, I Sometimes I think I'm just like, I wanted to start hugging trees, but <laughs> I, I, I just think it's just such a healthy... A healthy way to start thinking about our planet and the way we interact with each other as humans um and and lots of my friends are like carla yourself being so philosophical no mm-hmm. I, but underlying there's technology and math and computational stuff and i love i love that so that's um i think that's that's where i would start that would be the starting point if i were to go back and really focus i wouldn't focus on hmm here's some coin maybe i could buy some for some random neat reason and not really understand what the heck i'm buying i would go to the technology and understand what could it enable for 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 everybody
0: and people who are new to the crypto world what should their first entryway be is there an app or a website or a book that you think mm-hmm. is a great entry
1: I'm a great fan of Andreas Antonopoulos I actually had the pleasure of interviewing him in Vegas um, on my web show actually which is something I didn't mention um, uh, but uh, he he has a lot of videos don't go to his books like if you're not not technical don't go to his books straight away <laughs> because that's lots of hours of fun um, but I think uh, his videos and he's got like over 300 videos available on YouTube and on Patreon um, so I think that's a great starting plate point and youtube's great i mean there's lots of people talking about this stuff including myself (laughs) and tell me about your web show yeah um it started off as a podcast um and after three weeks ended up in a studio (laughs) um it's called my blockchain island on uh, on youtube spelt fully um no spaces and what i've been doing is as part of my educational journey i've had the pleasure of meeting lovely people like yourself and people coming to the island actually people on the island Um, and I just said, well, these, these are great stories, so let's get them into some kind of format where everybody can listen to these discussions. So that's what the show is about. Um, I've interviewed, um, Andreas Antonopoulos when I was in Vegas. Um, I have an episode with Scott Scornetta coming up, which is, he's the guy who's actually referenced in the Satoshi white papers. Um, great, wonderful guy. Um, and then a lot of people in the, like, you know, in the local space around the regulation, because that's really what Malta is, you know, about from, from the international perspective. So that's cool as well.
0: And what is two things? One, what's your f- like favorite app or tech tool or hardware? And then a general one. And then what's one that's specific to crypto?
1: Okay. So just general hardware. Yeah. Uh, I hardware so, or it's tech so tool like yeah. I love my laptop my <laughs> friends live in it <laughs> um I don't know I'm I I think I just like I love my Bose headphones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love my Bose. I'm wearing Bose right now. <laughs> I I just like ever since I've got them, I just like do I ever have to take these off? And then I realize how antisocial I'm being by wandering around in an office or yeah. in a space with these bloody headphones on my head. But those are probably my favorite piece of hardware, if you can <laughs> call headphones hardware. <laughs> and um, crypto and crypto, I don't know. It's just like an app. No, uh, no, there <laughs> is none. It's just for me. It's just books 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 you know papers I'm just like reading my ass off at the moment it's just so important for me to feel like I understand the end to end and by reading more I think you you develop stronger personal op- opinions and I'm still very much in the phase where I feel like my opinions are still very much articulated or regurgitated concepts yeah. of others so I, I'm just focusing very much on you know developing what I feel and the best source for me is ebook so yeah kindle and yeah there you go (laughs) that's my crypto one my kindle thank you love my kindle and my Bose headphones (laughs) thank you so much
0: carla for hanging out with the women in tech podcast it's been just awesome to have you on if you want to connect and collaborate with more women in tech around the world remember to go to the women in tech facebook group at women in tech vip.com that's women in tech vip.com say hello on social at women in tech show on twitter on instagram on facebook i will see you guys talk to you guys hear you guys in the next episode
1: bye this is Carla Marivella from Consult XD and focusing on consulting iGaming and crypto companies around Europe or landing in Malta. You're listening to Women in Tech.
0: It would not be possible to celebrate all these women in tech who have been extraordinary here in the Balkan region without the Swiss Entrepreneurship Program, and I'd like to welcome Nina to talk a little bit about what Swiss EP is. Thank you so much for powering the Women in Tech podcast.
2: We are helping enhancing the startup ecosystems in six different countries, four of which are based in the Balkans. We are working in emerging markets and supporting young entrepreneurs, but also the supporting organizations like incubator, accelerator. We started a program called Entrepreneurs in Residence, which means that experts can come and work with our startup founders here and startup teams and supporting organizations We cover accommodation and travel expenses, and you get to meet really amazing people here. And not just that you share your know-how, you also get to learn a lot from these people here. My name is Nina Nikolic, and I am the manager of entrepreneurs in residence and ecosystem facilitator for the Swiss Entrepreneurship Program here in Macedonia. To
0: find out more about the Swiss Entrepreneurship Program, go to entrepreneur-in-residence.net.